Welcome to The Informed Life. In each episode of this show, we'll talk with people from different fields to find out how they organize information to get things done. I'm your host, Jorge Arango. This is episode zero of the show, which means I don't have a guest with me today. Instead, I'll tell you about what we're going to be doing here, what this show is about, and why you might find it valuable. I'll also tell you a bit about myself, where I'm coming from, what my background is, and why I care about this subject. Notes for the show are available at theinformed.life. Information is more important and abundant today than ever before. For many of us, myself included, checking our smartphones is the very first thing we do in the morning and often the last thing that we do before we go to bed. And in between, we're constantly switching our attention between the real world uh, and screens of various sizes. Much of our work and communications, both personal and professional, happen through these screens. What happens in them has a huge influence in the course of our lives. The information that we access through these screens can help or hinder us. But we're incredibly lucky to live in a time when we have inexpensive access to immense amounts of information at any moment and anywhere, right? So I can think of myself um, waiting in line to pay at the grocery store and uh, thinking of a, a question that I need answered and just taking my phone out of my pocket and having the answers uh, almost instantaneously, right? Like that's, that's a new thing for our species and it's incredibly empowering. The flip side to this, of course, is that some of these systems can become huge time sinks, particularly those that have been designed to capture and sell our attention. My expectation is that we can use information especially digital information, for more than just kind of mere entertainment, uh, more than even getting things done, uh, we can use it to thrive. And I want to find out how to do it. So before I go on, let me tell you a bit about myself and why I'm into this subject. I'm an information architect and strategic designer based in the San Francisco Bay Area. My background is in architecture, as in the design of buildings, but I have been essentially designing software for the past 25 years. I've been helping uh, all sorts of organizations structure their websites and digital systems and apps to make it easier for people to find the stuff they're looking for and make sense of it, understand it once they find it. I'm also co-author of the fourth edition of O'Reilly's Polar Bear book about information architecture. Information Architecture for the Web and Beyond, and the author of a book that came out last summer about information architecture called Living in Information, Responsible Design for Digital Places. I also write in uh, my blog, which I keep in my website, jrango.com, and I try to do that daily, although sometimes life takes over and, um, and I'm, I have to skip a day or two. Uh, in between posts, but it's, uh, it's a habit I've developed and which I enjoy tremendously. In addition to consulting and writing, I also teach systems design and prototyping in the Graduate Interaction Design Program 
at the California College of the Arts in San Francisco. So that's me. Uh, with that out of the way, let me tell you a bit about what uh, I'm talking about when I talk about information. And um, I, I feel like I need to do this because this word information can be quite abstract and it can mean different things to different people. And the way I'm going to explain it here is uh, using the example that I, uh, I included in the book. So we normally think of information as something that we find in books, in newspapers, in websites, right? The stuff in the world that adds to our knowledge. We talk about living in the information age and being information workers. And um, we, we say that our phones and computers are information technologies, right? So we um, have this association uh, where, where we, we think of information and we think of technology immediately, right? We, we think of it as, as, uh, as something within the technological realm. But information is not only something that we learn through books and websites. It's also part of our surroundings. In fact, we couldn't make sense of the world without it. Um, if you look around yourself right now, you are surrounded by information. So uh, I know that this isn't helping if, if what we're trying to do is pin it down because I, I seem to be making it broader and broader. So what exactly is it that I'm referring to when I talk about information? Well, you can think of information as anything that helps reduce uncertainty so you can make better predictions about outcomes. Let me repeat that. Information is anything that helps reduce uncertainty so you can make better predictions about outcomes. So let me give you an example here. Um, every morning, I walk my dog Bumpkin around our neighborhood. Most of the houses where we live here have front yards, and the owners of some of those houses have placed signs on their yards that have um, the silhouette of a dog uh, defecating with a red circle and a slash running through it. Now, whenever I encounter a yard with some of these signs on it, I know I shouldn't allow Bumpkin to poop there. It's not that he can't poop there, right? Like, there's nothing physically constraining him. There isn't necessarily a fence or anything like that that would keep him from going on the yard. Rather, the sign is there to help me predict a likely outcome of my decision to let him do it. Namely, having to deal with an irate homeowner. Perhaps even getting punched, right? The sign provides information about that particular yard. It sets a value for an attribute of the yard that sets it apart from the other yards in the neighborhood. Note that this doesn't mean that the owners of yards that lack these signs think it's okay to let dogs poop on them. They've taken no formal position on the matter one way or another. If I were to let Bumpkin poop in one of the yards with no signs, I could face an irate homeowner or not, right? The yards with no poop signs on them have merely reduced my uncertainty on this matter. The yards with no poop allowed signs on them have merely reduced my uncertainty on this matter with regards to that small part of the universe. Thus, the signs provide information that influences my actions when walking my dog. All of us deal with information all the time, and most of us don't learn how to manage it well. There are many stories in the media these days about what Facebook and Google and all these other companies are doing to our minds. But there isn't as much information out there about what we can do about information as individuals. 
We're not taught basic information management skills or how to make use of complex information environments. We lack a, a, a kind of literacy for dealing with information environments. In the absence of established frameworks, many of us develop strategies to help us cope. As an information architect, I'm very interested in how people structure and manage their personal information ecosystems. How are they using information to their advantage? Do they use social media? If so, how do they get the best of it without having it waste their time? How do they deal with communications over email and chat and Slack and all these other uh, uh, online, uh, real-time or asynchronous communications channels? How do they keep track of commitments to themselves and to each other? How do they keep their project-related documents together? These are all fascinating questions, and um, I think that everyone does these things a little bit differently. I'm very curious to learn what works and what doesn't, and I want to learn from people from as many different backgrounds as possible because uh, folks in different professions have different needs and different constraints, and I suspect that there is a lot there for us to learn from. I'm also interested in how people deal with the blurring between personal and professional information that we've been seeing over the past 10 years. Uh, there was a time when you used to be able to leave your work at work and leave your home life at home. And those two things, uh, those two aspects of our lives have become increasingly uh, blurred and, and merged over the past decade or so. And I'm very interested in hearing how people are managing, whether they are making the distinction and whether it's useful to maintain it. I think it's going to be very exciting to talk with folks about this stuff. I hope you can join me. I think it's going to be an adventure in learning about information. And I'm very happy that you're here to share it with me. You can visit theinformed.live for show notes and to see when new episodes are published. Eventually, the podcast is going to be on iTunes and uh, I'm guessing uh, all the other major publications channels. So for now, thank you. I'm glad you're here. And please do let me know if there's anything that you'd like to hear with regards to this subject.